Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Females in Fitness podcast. I'm your host, Danny, and today we are talking to Rosie from Fit Mama NZ. I will uh, mention that my audio sometimes pops in and out in this conversation. I had a new speaker and I wasn't really aware of being in front of the speaker the whole time. I know that sounds really dumb, but again, I am just a rookie at this stuff. So bear with me. Uh, The conversation is really, really good. Rosie had some awesome tips about starting her business and also running it. So whether you currently work with somebody else or you have your own business, I'm sure that you will take something away from this conversation. I really enjoyed chatting with her, um, getting some tips on getting clients, creating your business. And also towards the end, we spoke about um, the type of workouts that Rosie includes in her business as well. So um, without further ado, let's get the podcast started. And as always, if you have any feedback or would love to be on the podcast, please contact me, drop me a message on Instagram. And thank you so much for listening. Um, in New Zealand are you from I'm from West Auckland so that's where you are right now yeah yeah Oritea West Auckland oh and we just um, figured out the other day that Rosie didn't know much about Australia and where (laughs) Brisbane all that kind of stuff so you've never been here before I have my sister lives in Sydney and but only for like two years or something Um, and I like where are you? Is it New South Wales? Is it like, where is it? <laughs> it's so funny because so many Kiwis seem to know where the Gold Coast is. Like there's so many Kiwis here. So I thought, oh yeah, you'd know where the Gold Coast was. But yeah. That's... I know like Sydney, Brisbane. Yeah, wow. That's it. But Brisbane is Gold Coast, right? No. So we oh. <laughs> 45 minutes to an hour south of Brisbane. Right. I've been to Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like where all the surf is, the beach, everything. Yeah, cool. All right. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, just like in a nutshell, and then we can go a little bit deeper into things? Cool. Um, yeah, I'm 35. don't know why that's important, but <laughs> 35. I'm a mum to three boys who are eight, six, and four. Um, I've lived in West Auckland my entire life. Um yeah married to a really great guy um what's his name Adam his name yeah Chris Chris and how long have you had your business for oh yeah that's really important eh? (laughs) Um, eight years so I started when Spencer was four months yeah um I was working in a gym before that so I've been a personal trainer for nearly 11 years yeah wow so what was that 24 you got into it 24 years old 20 yep yeah wow yeah, 20 25 yeah 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 and what did you do in a gym in the gym like how did you start so I was a gym instructor um and I had a few personal training clients but it, they tried to kind of make it into a personal training gym but it was a um a very poor area and people were just there to not have personal training I just wanted to go to the gym basic help and work yeah. out so. really expensive in those areas too to do personal training and I always found that sometimes you could help them a little bit more with the groups anyway because you see them a little bit more than just that one-on-one 30 minutes or 60 minutes as well yeah 
Um, so I guess we'll go back to maybe how did you get into fitness? Like were you always kind of into sport as a kid or like what kind of brought you to the fitness industry? Hey, my family thinks it's hilarious that I'm a personal trainer. I hate sport. Like, really? I hate it with passion. I hate watching it. I hate playing it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the fact that I do fitness is really funny, but I love fitness. Um, so I was studying nutrition. And I was like halfway through my postgrad nutrition and suddenly there were like no jobs available. So I finished it because um, our government changed. So they cut lots of the funding. Um, yeah, no, no jobs in nutrition. And so I decided to become a personal trainer so that I could encompass my nutrition still. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then here I am. How did you go with, like, were you currently working out while you were doing your nutrition certs or do you, did you kind yeah. of were? So you were yeah, so to be fit and stuff. Sorry? You were getting into fitness and, and knowing what that was all kind of like and you were enjoying it anyway? Yeah, so I, I was at a gym. Um, I've enjoyed the gym since I think I first joined a gym when I was like 19 and I loved it but never ever considered working in the industry it was just I just enjoyed the gym and how it made me feel yeah um I've always run well I say always I ran as a younger kid um and then I started running again in my early 20s it was terrible um <laughs> my first half marathon at like 24 23 wow. um survived that and then kind of got into it a bit more seriously from there yeah I've never done a half marathon and I was a sprinter as a kid and I couldn't think of anything worse than doing long distance. And I did one 10 K and I thought I was going to die. Like I get, <laughs> but if you go for a run next to me, I will run. And then I stop a couple of times, like in that 10 K, I think I did it in like 54 minutes, but I stopped like four times. I would have just pace myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh see I hate sprinting I'm all about the long distance yeah well not that long I just signed up for my first marathon wow so um we'll see how I go with long distance <laughs> this well long distance to me is like 5k so <laughs> the good like long distance or the short distance hey yeah absolutely cool. I could run fast if someone was chasing me yeah that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, you first started in a gym. How long did you work in the gym for? And what could you kind of see that made you maybe want to work for yourself? Uh, so I worked at the gym for, I think it was nearly two years. So I got pregnant um, quite quickly. And I knew that I wouldn't go back. I didn't love working in the gym. Um, There's a lot of cleaning involved. <laughs> and I to start with some of the gym roles hey like they'll just there's a bit of the instructing and that and then you're just constantly doing cleaning and stuff like that yeah I was pretty much a cleaner and I it was just it was not cool also it wasn't a very busy gym yeah um so I'd have big periods where there was nobody in there and then there's not really anything to do um sorry what was your question um what did you like well how long were you in that gym and then what could you kind of make oh in there that wanted made you want to start something on your own yeah so I always knew that when I had kids I wouldn't go back to the gym because it wasn't worth it to pay for child care so that I could go to work 
um, but I didn't want to not do anything. Yeah. Um, and looking back, I my dad owned a business or always owned businesses, um, and it just kind of I don't know. I've always been into having a project or you know yeah. doing something, so it kind of made sense. It started as a hobby, so it started as a way for me to meet other mums because. None of my friends or anyone in our circle had kids. So I didn't know anyone that lived near me that had kids. Um, and so I was real nervous. And I just did two free sessions in our local park. And I advertised it on Facebook. And I had like 11 women turn up. And I was wow. like, holy. And it just, like, they then signed up. And yeah, here we are. Yep. So it's like you started with your, it was two mums and bubs classes a week and yep. you just started to notice that they enjoyed it, referred friends. Is that kind of how it grew? Yeah. I used to do concession cards. So you'd buy a concession card um, for 10 classes and come along and it just, it was pretty much Facebook. I think that grew it. I didn't really advertise um, and then, like people are good at sharing stuff and tagging on Facebook. Um, it did work so well back then, didn't it? Like the yeah. as much because, yeah, my business is, what, 12 years old now. So what year was that? 2000 and, oh, my God, I can't even think now, 2000. I was 13. So were you like 11? Oh, 10? when Facebook started. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant your business. No. Um. Oh, yeah, no, how many years? Yeah, yeah, so what? No, I'm 12 years this year. So what's that? 2009 I started. So Facebook was still fresh and I remember it was so easy to people check in, tag people, like, and there wasn't many businesses on Facebook at the time. So that was definitely a strategy that I used of the check-ins and people seeing what their friends were doing. Yeah, and everyone was on Facebook. Like there's no Instagram. It was just like Facebook was the place to be. Yeah, that's so true. Um, so what does a typical work day look like for you? Um, so I get up at 6.40 and I get myself sorted for my online workout, um, which I do on Facebook with a group that subscribe. Um, I start my workout at 7.05 and the kids get up in amongst that time they come and say good morning to me they fight <laughs> I yell at them to get ready I work out I work out it's like pardon? real mum life during the workout <laughs> it really really is like lucky my clients are all mums too <laughs> uh, doesn't it yeah absolutely and the other kids love seeing my kids in you know in the screen um sometimes they work out with me which is really really cool I love that doesn't happen as often as I would like um and then I finish getting the kids ready shower if I've got time get them off to school and then the place that I run my classes through in winter is across the road from kindy and kindy is in the school ground so drop the kids off go across the road set up for class and then come home do a bit of admin what time lunch that you run is that like around the nine o'clock mark or ten o'clock or something like that? Nine thirty. Yeah. Yeah. After yeah. school drop off. Yeah, which yeah. is perfect because schools are just across the road, so um, great for the local mums. And then I usually finish my day at like one at the latest. 
my work day unless I'm really stressed. I I find it too hard to have lunch and then come back. It's so lame, but to come back to work for like an hour before I have to then go and get the kids. So I'll do housework or cooking, cooking or something, take the dog for a walk, and then go get the kids. And then it's back to mum life. That's so cool that you have that boundary though, because I definitely struggle with that because I will find myself doing work at all hours and I um, need to have more boundaries on this is when I stop doing that because I definitely struggle with that. Well, I say that, but then I work all night. (laughs) So like during the day, I can't work past one o'clock and then it gets to five o'clock and I go, okay, I'll just work now and get get some bed and then I work. And then I'm like, oh my God, it's like (laughs) 2.30. A bit better. (laughs) Yeah. aim to have these boundaries but I just don't <laughs> I this year I was supposed to not work in the evenings because my youngest is at kindy four days a week now so I was like I've got plenty of time I can get it sorted but Chris works shift work and so half the time he's not home in the evenings anyway and I'm like I might as well work well do stuff yeah 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 but then it's hard to switch off and relax it is well. it is so um so your business these days you've got the online and then also the mums and bubs classes is that every yeah. day do that no I've got five oh five main sessions a week um for our fit mama classes so it's Monday Thursday morning Tuesday Thursday night and a Saturday morning and then I've just started um a core connections class which is on a Monday and a Friday morning and so we go over like diastasis recti um abdominal separate abdominal separation um pelvic floor and it's just a short five-week course that's going cool. over there. Yeah. That's like, I've just started from in week three going of my first well. series. Going well, did you say? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So the first class sold out in like two days or something. So I started up the second one and that sold out as well. So I've got two full classes. Um, and yeah, it's great. I really enjoy working with a small group um, and being able to get down and kind of work one-on-one with them and make sure that they're actually understanding what they need to be doing. Yeah, cool. So what made you decide to start that as well? Like, was it something that you noticed you couldn't really touch on a lot in your um, mama classes and you just needed to go in depth a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did a course about two years ago and I've always intended to go straight into doing the class with my mums, but I always take a long time to get moving on stuff, like feel confident enough to do it. Um, But I've got lots of ladies that have just had more babies, um, so second or third, and they're in classes and you're getting down with them and trying to make sure that they're doing it correctly while getting the rest of the 15, 16 women working as they're supposed to as well. It was just, um, I just saw that I needed to fill that space for those mums. I definitely feel that um, I've had that struggle because a lot of the times, you know, you'll find the women want to come and they're like, I need to lose this weight. And, and everyone thinks it's just the high impact stuff or the heavy weights and all, and, you know, I need this big calorie burn and it all needs to happen, but we definitely need a little bit more education and work on making sure our core works properly and it's functioning and takes taking it right back to basics, which is doing everything so slow and making sure we move properly. And even though it's boring as shit, it definitely bites you in the ass when you don't take that time, which yeah, I absolutely um, 
post C-section, like that was brutal. I really wish that um, trainers would work a little bit more with female clients on their core and engaging the right muscles because I definitely uh, rushed through that after a C-section and I wasn't educated enough not only as a trainer but just um, a woman on how full-on a cesarean is. Like that was shit. Yeah, I've never had a cesarean but I – I agree, but I think like birth in general, like yeah. pregnancy, it just like it doesn't ruin your body. I want to say it ruins your body, <laughs> but you know, like everything has been so different. Yeah, um, we don't have the same body, and we have to learn how to have everything functioning mm. back the way it was again like it's not just something that happens we have to help it yeah and I definitely think it's important for us as trainers too to obviously um, give the clients what they want but also give them what they need which is clearly this core kind of stuff and educating them on that because once they understand a little bit more how important it is they're more likely to do the work yeah absolutely I've got of the 20 women that are doing the courses currently um I think there's only like three or four that don't have really young kids and they're all coming to my classes currently and they've just been like, whoa, yeah. the difference taking it to like a squat and switching their core on properly, deep core, um, and then squatting. They're like, like the difference in their lower back and like that's really cool for me as a trainer to be like, yes, like you've got it. Definitely. And that's what always the physio says to us when we hurt ourselves or something back related or glute related or whatever. They're like, you need to strengthen your core, strengthen your core. So the more we educate our clients on this as well, the more that they will get it. And also when you're not injuring your clients, they will stick with you for so much longer. Absolutely. Their memberships or cancel because they have these major injuries when we do this kind of stuff. Um. So we'll might, uh, I'll ask you about online. How did you start online? Like, how did you kind of pick the time? Was this through COVID? No, I started a couple of years before COVID. Yeah. Um, I started off doing monthly challenges. I can't remember what my first, oh, it might've been, um, September. Do you guys do September? Um, I've heard of it, but I haven't done it before. Is that where you calculate how many steps you get? Yeah, it's like 10,000 steps every day for the month. It's quite big here. Um, and so I just started a group and I had prizes from like local businesses and stuff for the highest stepper for the month. And it just like, it got so out of control. Yeah. People were just like going crazy with their steps. It was really fun. Yeah. But we were like up till midnight, like walking around the house doing our steps up. All very competitive. Um and so then from then I just did a different one and I had themes every month. Um, got really exhausting. I think lots of people were exhausted after September anyway, but um, coming for me, coming up with a new theme every month, I did it for like, I think nearly a year. Um, and it just, like it got quite stressful. And there was a lot of admin because they were always quite competitive. Um, so I changed it to just, it's now called the best version of you. And it, about working out regularly. So we work out three mornings a week um, at 7.05. So I picked the time that worked best for me and my family, um, but was still early enough for the woman that needed to get up and continue, you know, getting the kids ready for school and work and stuff. Um, And yeah, it's working really well. 
So those people that were doing that that online with you, were you finding they were your current clients or were they more people that didn't live close? Like how do you market to both, I guess? Um, it's Some were my current clients, but mostly just people that I'd never heard of, mostly um, women that worked full-time and just couldn't find the time or the energy to get out of the house in the evenings after work. Um, yeah. Or didn't want to leave their family in the weekends because that's the only you know full day that you've got together yeah um so yeah i kind of feel lucky because they're quite separate like I, there are women that come to both but yeah. there's definitely like the online crew and then my in-person crew which is really cool yeah that is cool um so we might go what do you enjoy most about being a personal trainer like is this a career that you absolutely love and you want to stick with or do you feel like you may have an expiry date like yeah what do you enjoy most about it uh it sounds really cliche but I, I really love helping people <laughs> it sounds so cliche but I really do like it, I get really burnt out at the end of the term and I think like now I'm like I'm so tired like oh I just have to pack it in and not have the responsibility of running a business um and then within like three days off, I'm like, oh, yes, I can't wait to get back. I love the connection with other women, um, knowing people in my community, but just helping people to, I feel like you're laughing at me. Because <laughs> you can see that you're passionate about it. I am just helping people feel good about exercising, especially when they thought that they didn't love it, you know, and moving and getting fitter and getting stronger and seeing changes in their body like just like confidence in women from the beginning of a term to the end of a term it's yeah it's really awesome yeah it is and um for people who don't know um Rosie with her business you work on school terms don't you so you get a couple yes. of break here and there yeah so when I first started I didn't I as I said before I had the concession card and I just like I just got so tired and so over it and then it would impact well, for me, the business, I like I lose motivation to write cool stuff and yeah. so just working within the school terms, every ten weeks I get two weeks off, I refresh. Um, I pretty much only need a week. By a week I'm like, Yes, ready to go. You know, all these ideas for new workouts. Down in that for like that week before and get ready for everything, hey. It's yeah. like a week break and then prepare. Yeah, so absolutely. do your clients in that time off, do they kind of think, oh, my God, we need to keep moving? Like how do you manage the ones that don't want to have a break or did you kind of educate them that it is good to have a break? Um, no, some of them, most of them are ready for a break as well. I think being mums, like your kids are tired at the end of the term and they go away because um, most of my mums don't, well, even half of them don't work. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they take that time, go away as a family. Um, some of them move online for the, uh, the yeah. holiday period, which is a good way to get... Non-stop, yep. Yeah, um, but I did over summer, it was too long a break. So then I started up a summer sessions, which is a four-week block. So we work over January, three mornings a week, um, just for half an hour. And that's probably my favourite block. Yep. Just yeah, a- I love it. Short and sharp, people, their fitness improves so much because they're there three mornings a week, going hard for half an hour. It's 
like I wish I could run my business like that the whole way through the year but yeah it just doesn't work out so you normally do like 45 minutes or 60 minute sessions do you and then yeah 45 30 minutes yeah that's so cool it would you can do a lot in 30 minutes but again sometimes the fitness industry we have to <laughs> preach that um they to get people in it's like 45 minutes or an hour but we can do so much with them in 30 minutes it would be cool. absolutely and I think because it's half an hour they come like like we've got to get into it there's no time to chat like I've only got half an hour and they go harder whereas in the term it's like it's as much a social thing for some people as it is, it is. a physical thing yeah. yeah it is which is great yeah well that's what keeps them coming as well I guess like but yeah that you do have to know when to tell them to shut up and get the work yeah. out. <laughs> and also have that conversation because um in my business for sure I've always made um a big priority on helping people create those friendships and have that little community because if they're just coming for the workout the days that they feel unmotivated or whatever they won't want to come but if they're coming for that community and their friends and having a laugh and and the feel-good vibes, that will keep them coming through your door, hey? Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you find um, most challenging about running your business or being a personal trainer? Um, I think the fact that sometimes exercise doesn't seem as fun anymore because it's my job. Um, yeah, injuries. So in COVID, I've injured myself. Um, I hurt, I've got a Morton's neuroma on my left foot, which stopped me running and doing really high impact stuff for ages, which sucked. And then at the same time, I um, had bursitis on my shoulder and then ended up ripping my tearing, my rotator cuff. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. So any upper body stuff was screwed. Any high impact lower body stuff was screwed. And it just got me down and I put on quite a bit of weight um but working through that so injuries have been really hard yeah um being pregnant has been quite hard like coming to the because I've had two pregnancies through my business and coming to the end of it and again it's just being tired and being over it and not being able to do what I want to do physically um and in terms of working out like I love burpees I love throwing myself around the floor and <laughs> I love it and when I can't do it I I get really shitty <laughs> like it's um and then it's there you go sorry it's then then it's I find it really hard to motivate people when I can't be doing things the way that I want to be doing them yeah so do you feel sometimes we put pressure on ourselves to be um, a major fitspo to our clients and if we're kind of not there then we feel like we're not as good at our job 100 percent. do kind of know deep down that's not that true <laughs> as, with my husband he's a rugby coach and he is so good as a rugby coach and he was a really great player as well but he's not currently like you know playing rugby and he's this great coach and the kids um, are all 15 and 16 and they look up to him so much and that has watching that a little bit this year has made me realize to ease the pressure on myself a little bit because again I've injured myself a lot with the level of um, the levels that I would go with training and when we've come from a group exercise background when you know we weren't just doing gym programs we're literally doing group exercise and like hit style aerobic kind of style and just full-on stuff to our body but 
kind of day to day. And so it's been a big wear and tear over years. And yeah, I would always think, even though I've taught so many classes, I've still got to go hard in this one, or I've got to do this and got to do that and have just really worn my body out. And it's so hard for us to remember that. Yeah, it's not really an indication on the type of coach we are um, on how well we can do a squat jump or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, God, it feels good. It's so good. But <laughs> what I found, especially, um, I don't know if you feel the same, but I with I used to have online before COVID, but it wasn't live. So I kind of didn't get in the moment. It was just little segments. And during COVID, I was filming two classes a day and I just felt the need to destroy myself so much during the session. So if they looked at the screen, they could see how good I was at it and then the motivation and then it really hurt my body. Yeah. Really hurt it. And I spoke to the physio and he's like, yeah, you know, it was just because you, even though you were getting a workout, you were training for everybody else. And it was their workout. You weren't able to focus on how you were feeling each move and what you were doing because you were somebody else. And I was like, oh, my God, makes so much sense for people who are doing the workout for with their clients, but it's not really our workout. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that would be, so, I guess, because you have to do that week to week. Yeah. So that was me in COVID. That's also how I did it. I was running five my five classes, I moved them online. So I was doing those. Plus I was running through my own workouts, which was for a week. And then I was running on top of that. And then we were getting the kids out every day and walking. And it was like yeah. 10 to 12 workouts every single week. And it, I think it lasted like three weeks. And then I was pretty much broken. Yeah. But still, I was there going hard. I was like, it doesn't matter. Like my foot hurts, but I would do high knees. <laughs> okay. I should have got into yoga. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the funny thing is too, because we were all running on adrenaline so much too. So it was kind of like sometimes exercise is our coping mechanism, but then we get so hypo and full on that, yeah, we just want to keep doing more and more, but to our detriment. Um, So do you find that you struggle a little bit sometimes with, um, I know a lot of trainers can struggle with the mental load they get from their clients sometimes where you feel like you can't help somebody enough or like I've struggled with boundaries in the past of knowing where I have to go. Oh, I've done everything I can. This person is not really paying attention to what I want. I have to kind of switch off. Um, But some people will just keep trying and trying to find those solutions. So are you somebody that struggles with that boundary or you're pretty good? Uh, I used to definitely in the early stages of my career um, and I'd really take it to heart. And now I don't know when it happened. Now I'm I'm pretty good. I don't let it get to me. Um, I think you can tell straight away what somebody wants from you yeah. when they come through like their first session, and you can yeah, you can see how to support them. So some people I find are totally just there to get out of the house, move their body a little bit. They don't care too much about how much they're sweating. Yeah, you know how they're working their body they just need to do something it's the connection and the being a part of something um that gives them the rush that they need 
Yeah, that's one thing um, that I feel uh, trainers need to know a little bit more is that it's not always the end goal for everybody and they might not always get there. But if you can keep somebody moving and feeling good, imagine where they would be mentally if they stopped just doing that. And we can't pressure everybody all the time to hit the fat loss goals. It's just got to be movement. Uh, but I have noticed over the years, obviously, with social media, we can get a little bit too caught up in the macros and the weight loss and taking a little bit of the joy out of being healthy and just focusing on, oh, you should just be lifting this and you should just be eating this for those results. They seem to forget that there's so much more about the healthy lifestyle that people need rather than the end result. Yeah, for sure. Mm, yeah. Um, so what shall we go to next? Oh, um, how do you seem to manage or feel when you will lose a client or somebody that you've been quite close to, or they just decide to stop training? Do you struggle with taking it a little bit personal or are you pretty cool with it? I think there's always a little part of me that takes it personally, but I know as well that it's business. Like, I I can let it go, but there's always a little twinge. Um, For sure. And a wonder like, oh, what did I do wrong? But then I think as well, working with mums, um, there's definitely cycles to people coming and they'll like two to four years and then life changes. And suddenly my 9.30 class just eats into a day without kids because by the time you're home and showered, it's 11 o'clock and then that's half your day gone. And so I totally get that they need a different form of fitness or a different way um, of making it fit into their life as their life changes and their kids grow. So take it a little bit to heart, but I also know deep down that I like that's just silly. Yeah, it is. And, you know, we're always going to feel that way a little bit because it's such a, it is a service-based business, but it becomes um, friendships a lot. And there's a lot of, um, that's why I studied to be a life coach as well, because there was so much um, deep conversations that would come about as well with women that are working out together and, and sharing their life stories. And it is hard when people decide to leave for whatever reason. But again, um, it's good to have a perspective on it where, like you said, life changes. Um, it has to be what suits people. But I guess, yeah, acknowledging those little feelings and then knowing deep down we're doing the best that we can and we can't be the coach for everybody all the time. Yeah. Cool. So um, do you have any advice to somebody who is just starting out as a trainer and they want a career in the fitness industry because it can be really hard to earn a full-time wage with it? Yes. I don't know that I've got any any advice (laughs) Um, because I think, no, I think my advice would be that you have to remain passionate about it. Mm. Um, and make sure that you're working with a niche market that really excites you and motivates you and leaves you wanting to go to work every single day Um, because I've been really lucky I've I I think that's why my business has succeeded is because it started as a hobby and it's never been about making money Um, it's just it's a passion project really Um, yeah yeah I'm lucky I'm yeah not in it I don't need to make x amount of money every week to survive I probably do but 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've got a husband that love it. So don't don't become a trainer for the money because yeah, definitely don't. <laughs> and so yeah, like don't like do have to do this part time and have jobs because it is very hard to earn a good wage because you are relying on somebody's motivation to pay your bills. So you have to be passionate about it and um, excited about it for people to want to come to train with you, I guess, as well. Yeah, and I think also um, to have a niche market is probably really good because I I don't think you can advertise to everybody. No. Like someone I I knew became a personal trainer and I said, okay, like, who's your ideal client? She went, anyone, anyone will pay me. And I was like, (laughs) like, it's it's going to be really really hard whereas if you know the type of person that you want and you can advertise them to them you know talk to people like that spread the word then they'll tell their friends who are hopefully similar yeah I think that's a lot easier to grow your business like that definitely and if you're not sure who that person is like you said you started out in a gym I was the same and we kind of trained and it wasn't our business and we did the work for everybody and you start to figure out who you really enjoy working with as well yeah might want to do um what would you believe that are the best qualities that a trainer could have or if you were looking for a trainer what kind of qualities or personality types I guess would you be looking for I think again it comes down to what your niche market is um so for me working with mums I think you have to have really good people skills um I think you need to be really compassionate um really understanding because like we said before you know they're not all there for the rush of exercise um there's so much more going on it can be just the routine um getting out of the house talking to another adult um there's postnatal depression you know there's there's so much going on um i've forgotten what your question was just qualities in a trainer and what qualities in a trainer yeah so um obviously you've got to be funny (laughs) But I think you've got to be approachable, you've got to be real, um, as well as having the knowledge and the skill set. But then again, that's really different to if you're, a, you know, a bodybuilding coach or you're working with elite athletes, it's completely different. So I really think it depends on who your clients are. Yeah, I still think with the bodybuilding clients and athletes as well, they're still have a lot of discipline with them but you've still got to have that you know a little bit of empathy which is and being able to read your client because they're still even though they've got this massive goal you still need to be able to get the best out of them and if you can read their behavior when they come in and you're just a good people person that's what I think makes a really good trainer because I know in the past myself with coaches and some trainers I've had I will relate best to the to the person that kind of genuinely seems to care about me as a person not just my goal as well and I definitely see that in my work if we just push them just for oh you told me you want this goal well they're going to push us back a little bit with it so we've definitely got to coach them from a little bit more of a holistic point of view I think rather and look picture because there's a lot of shit people go through and they can't push themselves to do something if we just give them the how-tos we have to know a little bit more about them as well yeah absolutely um so we'll start to wrap it up soon but um I will ask a couple questions on how do you take care of your health and fitness so you've mentioned you do the workouts with the girls you run so what does your workout routine kind of look like week to week 
Well, currently I've got a new injury. Um, I actually just ran on yesterday my first 5K pain-free, so it's really exciting um, because I need to pick my Ks up because I've got like 20 weeks and I've got to run 42 kilometres. I've never run more than 21, so I'll have to up my running. Um, but because my body isn't great at the moment, I've started swimming. So I'm swimming at the moment once a week and it's going to jump to twice a week um, at the end of this term. So I'm swimming. I work out yeah, three mornings a week um, with my online crew and I'm trying to stretch and do my physio. <laughs> Yoga. Yeah. <laughs> Yoga's not my favourite. You what, sorry? yoga so much so yeah i find it so boring mm. <laughs> like oh find the things that you're good at too so if it might not be yoga it might be more like those mobility kind of flow routines and stuff like that so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying I, you know what i think i am enjoying it more as i can feel the benefits of it so especially when like my hip was really bad yeah. and I, I do the yoga and like within the next half hour, I was like, far out, like it feels so much better. So that definitely helps. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, Daisy. <laughs> so. So can you yes, go speak to Sissy for a minute. I'm nearly done. Okay. Hi, Daisy. Say hi. Oh, she can't hear me. Eh? <laughs> All right, go. <laughs> go to Sis. Okay, well, you need to be quiet. I'll be two minutes. Um, the big sister is babysitting and she's clearly stopped. <laughs> uh, just, all right. Um, we'll start to finish it up. What other little questions did I have? Um, oh, I might just ask a couple of questions on how you kind of like put your workouts together because I guess sometimes people, they just have really boring, shitty workouts. So we might mm -hmm. do that a little bit. Um, so where do you find a little bit of your inspiration for your workouts or how do you keep coming up with, um, workouts that will make your clients, like you said, at the start fall in love with fitness and enjoy it a little bit more rather than it feeling like a chore. I quite often try and put like a little game or something in, um, so we'll warm up for something like knee tag, you know, and I find that if you get people connecting in some way, so like touching, um, it just they might not have touched another person yeah. all day, you know, and just that like building a bit of connection and it helps them all to relax. Um, and they laugh. Like if you can get them laughing in the in the first five minutes of the workout, it's always going to be good. Um, I I go through periods where I try and break it down into smaller sections. So we'll do like a warm up, and then we might do like a five minute game. Yeah. And then 20 minutes of something and then five minutes finisher and then we stretch. Um, because then I find if someone hates one segment of the work of the whole workout, it's only a short period of, you know, it's not, they're not hating it the entire time that they're there. Yeah. Um, and also heaps of different styles. Sorry. Rather than like a third of just this one workout. Yeah. I feel yeah. Like fine. They can disengage. Absolutely. Yeah. One per and then one person hating it. And then it kind of the next person's next to them might not be working as hard because then the person next to them's not working hard. And it's just, yeah, it can be a nightmare. Um, but also changing up all the different styles. So, like Imams, MRAPs, circuits, Tabata, you know. Um, 
for variety so they get excited for it yep so every session is different i don't repeat workouts with the same people coming um and i don't know i don't like breaks (laughs) i just I, i keep them going breaks are there i generally have a moving break so it's like in the Tabata, you know, 20 seconds on, it's meant to be 10 seconds rest. We never rest. It's it's just a change. It might be a strength 20 and cardio in the 10. Obviously, you can break if you need to. I'm not forcing everybody to go hard the whole time. That's the other great thing about working with mums is I find they can go and look after their children or their baby. They can stop and breastfeed if they need to. And it's like a nice way of having a break without going, hey, class, I'm dying. Like, just going to sit this one out. Yeah. Yep. And it's all in the delivery as well. Hey, like when you've got lots of energy and you're making people laugh and showing that it's fun rather than just like, it's this hardcore, go hard, don't smile, don't look at anybody. Um, that shows people to have fun and maybe let their hair down a little bit. And especially if a good beat comes on, I think music is um, a big part yeah. of it as well. Uh, the right type of music for the workout that you're going to do and like a good, good beat, um, I will find that, yeah, they will get a little bit more excited and let their hair down and be a little bit silly, which helps them to enjoy the workout as well. Yeah, for sure. Cool. And I guess maybe last little thing is how do you find your clients? Like is it all, does it always seem to be word of mouth or do you do any particular advertising? I haven't advertised, like paid for advertising in a long time. Um, I guess I'm really lucky. Mm. I have had Facebook, like you said at the beginning. Um, so that got me through years and years and years. And then I'm not very great at Instagram, but I'm there. I just this week got a website. <laughs> it's been eight years coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I got a website. So now hopefully that will help people to sign up because it's really easy now. You just go to the website and sign up, whereas before they had to email me and then invoice them and it was just like a lot of admin wow you've done Uh, yeah (laughs) no website it's crazy to think that but um yeah word of mouth I think living within a community has been really good um it's really interesting now that my kids are getting older because I think when you've got babies you meet so many more people you're well, I'm more relatable to my clients because I'm going through exactly the same things as them. Whereas now my youngest is four and a half and I can't remember what it was up to be like up all night, what it was like to be up all night with a baby, you know? And so it's, I am in a different life stage. Um, I've only got him home once a week during the week and then there's the time he's at kindy. So I've got time to myself. Um, yeah. Can't remember. Oh yeah. So word of mouth, um, definitely. Yeah, being in the community um, and, yeah, good old Facebook. So being in the community, do you wear, like, your logos and stuff around? Like, do you have, like, your car marked up or anything or flyers? Yeah. So I've got my car sign written, which um, lots of mums tell me <laughs> their kids, I just want the Fit Mama car because That's I seem to, <laughs> yeah, does have Fit Mama written down the side of it. Um, and because I live quite close to where I run classes and schools across the road, so... I don't tend to get changed after a class, so I've got like my Fit Mama hoodie, and I'm pretty much dressed in Fit Mama stuff all the time. And then actually, all my clients are as well. So you'll go to school pick up, and you might see like five, six women wearing their Fit Mama gear, which is really cool. That is awesome. Um, yeah, and just I don't know, I, I seem to know 
quite a few people. <laughs> Everywhere you go, there'll be someone that you recognize from somewhere. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. Car, car um, stickers are awesome. And also wearing your gear everywhere, like, yeah, shops, everything, unless you're buying, like, chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Going through the McDonald's drive-thru. I'm like, we can't go through McDonald's drive-thru and make out. I know. I know. We've had that before when Glenn was driving, like, our car with it all marked up. And I'm like, don't get a Macca's ice cream. <laughs> I don't want to see my car going through there because people, especially with social media, will take a photo and upload it and be like, look. I'm like, yeah, it's all about that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So is there anything else you want to share or anything you feel we haven't covered? No, I don't think so. No, yep. So, yeah, basically with this podcast, we just want to kind of Uh, how do you say it network a little bit with you know trainers like us because I find that um, it can be a little bit cutthroat and it is a little bit lonely where we're not um, sharing ideas and tips and everything to kind of survive in this industry or just get full-time work in the industry like that can be really hard as well so that's my aim with the podcast just to kind of share everybody's stories so we might get a little bit of inspo from it or just feel a little bit less alone because it can be a little bit isolating when you might not have a good friendship or kind of um, somebody close that you can bounce ideas off of as well. Yeah, for sure. I reckon that's real hard. Yeah. Just being, being in it alone. And yeah, I, I find if I am, when I work with someone, I don't like to be pressured into doing something that's not at my own pace. So I always take a long time to kind of, get started on something or I'll come up with an idea and it might take me two years to yeah. have the guts to go forward and sometimes I think it'd be really good to have someone that was just go like just do it and see what happens yeah. but then if someone is there going you've got to do this I immediately back down I'm like don't tell me what to do like yeah and I'll do it my way and I'll take two years to do it <laughs> I can relate to the taking a while because I've wanted to do this for so long but I'll go yep I'm doing it and then other things pop up and then I definitely you know then get the imposter syndrome as well but we're here yeah. starting and um, I'm excited to share everyone's stories so thank you so much for jumping on with me today being my first official guest am I yeah oh wow that's an honor thank you so um yeah I think we did a good job I hope so. Yeah. I feel like I did a lot of like, um, uh, what's the question? <laughs> That's kind of what we listen to. Like I would prefer to listen to some real stuff rather than just yeah. the so. people all the time. Um, question number five. Exactly. <laughs> so where can people find you on Instagram or Facebook if they want to follow your business and what you do? Uh, so my website is fitmama.co.nz. My Instagram handle is at fitmama underscore nz and i'm uh facebook fitmama underscore nz yeah well done remembering all those yeah well pretty much all the same weren't they (laughs) all right well thank you so much and if you want to follow rosie uh head over to one of those and even give us a comment on what you took away from the podcast or um yeah just say hi thank you so much guys see ya Thanks.